0: This is a slaying moment. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Slaying for Me. I hope all is well. I hope you guys are doing good and you've been enjoying this gray weather we've been having um here in philadelphia has been kind of touch and go like it was hot for a couple of days and then it rained really bad for a couple of days and then it was cold the temperature dropped under under 70 and i was like okay lord um i guess they you know mother nature is trying to gear us up it's gonna be hot for a couple of weeks so we better get ready because july is gonna be busting so um I hope all is well. Thank you guys so much for coming back every week and listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. You guys are so amazing. Um, and my week was um, it was great. I I learned, you know, as you uh, understand your I am, you begin to really kind of focus on, you know moments in your life that are triggering and things that, uh, you know, you have to kind of like breathe through. And I know for me this past week, it was some negative thoughts that kind of tried to jump up on me, y'all. So, um, I was learning to breathe through those negative thoughts and, uh, that's kind of my new exercise that I've kind of incorporated aside from what my therapist has given me to help me really be able to, um, you know, fight against the internal voices within myself (laughs) because we all have those voices we all have those voices inside of us that's like girl don't do it girl you ain't doing enough or you 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 see what they doing you ain't you ain't doing it and you you ain't ready for that like negative voices and doubt and and insecurity and all of that negative stuff that can cloud your mind so you know I've been finding myself when I'm in those moments and they don't happen all the time but sometimes it does jump on even me Uh, I have to breathe through it so I've been breathing through my negative thoughts and it's been very helpful allowing for me to like kind of redirect that negative energy into something positive also, this week, I've been writing, so it's been taking me some time to get into my writing groove and um create new work because my, you know, when your headspace is not there, child, what you creating? <laughs> you know, some people can create out of pain. I cannot, and I can't create out of pain or dysfunction or anything like some people are good with that they take that they ball that energy up and they throw it into work and their writing writing their creativity and I just am more of a person that creates out of a happy space so this week you know me doing my breathing through my exit my negativity exercises I've been able to um, create a positive space where I can write so I'm so excited And um, I don't know when, if it's coming soon, I'm not going to say what it is that is coming soon. I'm just in the process. So I'm excited to be able to be getting back into my writing and um, creating some amazing things that you guys will possibly see soon or not so soon. So, you know, just pray with me uh, and go with me. So I've been really thinking about as I've been writing, I've been thinking about a lot of. Things pertaining to selfishness. So I had a conversation with um, one of my coworkers last week and we were talking about how, you know, some people can be very selfish. We don't like selfish people and it was all in a negative tone. And myself and my husband, we have this conversation about selfishness and being selfish and how selfish can be a good thing. And you know, it has a bad stigma on it um because you know people be like oh you selfish because you know a person chooses to do what they want to do and not what everybody else want to do i feel like people only call people like there is a way that a person can be selfish like i do think it's you know i'm I'm not a a lot of people that have negative selfish traits but i think there are also you know happy parts of being selfish a person Um, called me selfish because I was choosing what made me happy how is that selfish and I'm choosing something to make me happy and it's not affecting anyone else you know I mean I feel like in my response to that person was basically yeah you're right I am selfish because I'm choosing to do what's best for me and what makes me happy and it's not going to affect anything that I have in relation to you so I mean my relationship with selfishness uh it it didn't become a healthy relationship until I became like kind of an adult, and I still kind of struggle with it now but um my healthy my growing up I was basically the only child because my siblings were you know I told you guys my siblings are older than I am, and um my mom kind of introduced me to the relationship or the lesson of sharing and inclusion at a very early age because, you know, I have so many cousins and most of the time, you know, they, they came from a different situation where they had like a bunch of siblings. So, you know, because I kind of grew up as the only child, I'm majority had a bunch of stuff, you know, I always had a bunch of toys and a bunch of clothes and a bunch of everything because most only children have everything you know they they might you know they do they have a lot of stuff so you know I always had a lot of things and you know I didn't mind sharing because it was just a part of my life like these are my cousins I didn't have any siblings that were close to me and you know I had a more than enough toy so I was okay if we all can play with a toy and we all are happy it's I'm good with it so when you're a kid it's like simple it's simple to you to share not let me well, let me rephrase that some kids it's simple some kids is not so simple for them um and but i was one of those kids that enjoyed sharing i didn't mind sharing my toys and sharing i enjoyed sharing with my family i didn't mind it so as time went on i struggled with it with sharing because there were things in my life that i wanted to keep to myself like you know, when you, uh, my mom is a, a little more seasoned, and when she had me, she was seasoned. So it was a, she comes from a big family, and her, she had, uh, she's one of 13 kids. So, you know, Sharon was a part of their lifestyle. They shared clothes, they shared, they shared everything. And because I was the only child, you know, Sharon was a part of her lifestyle, so she wanted to incorporate it into her children's lifestyle, which is a big plus. But, because she came from a big family and she had so many siblings, sometimes her share was forced. And I feel like that was a trait that she wanted to put on me. Like it was, it's one of those situations. Like even when I didn't want to share, I was like, Oh, this is mine. I really want to like, keep this to my mom, to me. My mom would be like, nah, break it in half. Give it to the, give it to this person. They want something too." and it'd be like, okay, but this was for me. This was mine. like, I I think it's okay to say, I don't want to give this to this person. Right. But you know, I you know when I would say stuff like that I would be like oh that's been Alexis you're being selfish you got more than enough to give to someone or I would be guilt tripped into well I don't even you know I don't think it's fair that you should sit in front of these people and have this thing now don't get me wrong I am a huge believer when it comes to children I don't think that you should definitely um be biased or show favoritism in front of kids. I don't think that's fair. And I don't think that if you, if it's a situation where one kid wants it, like if it's a toy, a particular iPad say, cause now that's like the thing. One kid has an iPad and the other kid doesn't. And I want to play and they don't want to share it. Then I think it should be removed from the situation. But in this particular situation, you know, the person that I was with, they had their own thing. (laughs) They had their own thing. They had their own treat. And I had my treat. And they wanted some of my treat. And it was just like I had to give my treat. Some of my treat to them. Because they wanted it. So it was just like I couldn't it was a lot of times I just couldn't have things to myself, even if I wanted to, you know, because my mom was all about sharing and inclusion, because we come from a big family. And that was how she was raised. Like that was her upbringing, although our lifestyles, I you know, I didn't have to, when I was home by myself, I didn't have to share, you know, what I wanted to share, because I was by myself. But in in comparison to her who had, so many siblings, and they were so close in age. She never really had really much to herself. So, you know, sharing was a thing that happened. You had to include your siblings, you had to share with your siblings. So, um, I didn't discover the positive effect of being selfish until I was like 14. So, every year when I was a little, when I was in my teens, it started when I was like probably like 12. My grandmother used to make me, this big pan of peach homemade peach cobbler like my grandmother's peach cobbler was the best peach cobbler in the world and she would when i was i had turned 12 and she had made some for like i think she had made some for like the christmas holiday or something um because she would like do these big elaborate dinners and stuff like that and she had made it as a dessert and i had I think it wasn't my first time having it, but I was like, Oh my God. So every year she would ask me, Hey, Alexis, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, you know what? This, this year, that year, when I turned 12, she, I was like, I want a peach. Can you make me peach cobbler for my birthday? That's what I want as my gift. I already had a cake, but I was like a sweet person. Like I'm still a sweet person. Like I like. Cakes and pies and cookies. Like I have always been that type of person. So my, I told my grandmother I was like I want a pan of peach cobbler. So I'm thinking she gonna make like this little, you know, like like the little pan like a. Uh, a little four by eight size pan, but she made this huge pan of peach cobbler. And she was like, you know, you can put some in a freezer, like eat some of it, put some in a freezer, freezer, how your mama bake it, you know, put it in the oven for a little bit to reheat it. When you're ready to eat it, it was like a thing. So she, when I was 12, she made me a pan of peach cobbler that, that year, my mom was like, you going to share half of them. You know, you, my cousins got upset and they were just like, um, I want some peach cobbler. And my mom was like, well, she can give you guys some of the peach cobbler. So I was just like, okay, that wasn't the plan. This is my birthday. This is my (laughs) birthday gift. But I can't argue with my mom because I didn't argue with my mom. So I shared my peach cobbler 13 came around the same thing happened. And my grandmother had decided she was like, you know to eliminate that she made me like a smaller pan cuz she was like okay this could be yours but i still had to um to share some of my peach cobbler <laughs> so 14 came around and my i went to go i think I, no i think i was 15 because i was driving myself and i went to go pick up the peach cobbler myself And my cousins was like, yeah, you, you ain't gonna share some of your peach cobbler. Like everybody would get upset about this peach cobbler because they knew it was coming in every year. I was gonna get some. So they were, they were upset and my mom, uh, had came was was coming also and she had came in the house at my grandmother's house at the same time I was there and she was basically like you gonna share some of the peach cobbler and I just kept on saying no and my grandmother stood up for me she was like you know my grandmother was like she don't have to share the peach cobbler this is her birthday gift this is something that she asked me specifically to make her and she has the choice of whether she wants to share it or not. And my mom was like, well, it's enough peach cobbler for her to share. She don't need all of that by herself. But my grandmother was like, but I made it all for her. So if she decides that she wants to share it, she can if she does not, y'all can't nobody get mad about that because everybody had the option for their birthday to get their peach cobbler made for their birthday, which was true. And that was my whole thing when I was, When I was growing up, because I was just like, it's so many, you know, so many people make you feel bad for choosing your happiness. And they call you they title you as selfish for doing so when really in reality, people are titling you selfish because they didn't choose to choose their happiness. So because you decided you are going to choose to do what makes you happy, choose to do something that that brings you self gratification, you're selfish because you won't share said thing Or you won't, you know, I think there is a healthy balance in being selfish. Yes, if you have the opportunity to help someone with something, do that, you know, or if you want to or you can be able to to help someone in a situation, don't be selfish and not help them i'm not saying that but in this particular situation i feel like especially within a black community community we have the tendency to call people selfish for choosing themselves like on um, bear lair it was an episode where the dad i don't know if y'all seen it if y'all ain't seen it it's been out for some while so i'm just give it away the dad had uh he was the alpha and he had went to the event, and he had selfish reasons for why he went to the event. He went to the event because he wanted to get endorsements because he was gonna- co- become the um Supreme court justice or whatever the d a sorry d a um and he went there, and everybody was like treating him funny because he had reached a certain amount of success that he couldn't be, he couldn't participate in the activities that he once participated in because his schedule had changed. Right. And one of the guys that he was looking for the endorsement from was like, you have changed. You're not the same. You only been thinking about yourself. And his response was basically like, am I supposed to be sorry that I am successful? And you know, basically indicating that he was selfish because he hadn't been able to 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 participate in the way in which they wanted him to participate. Now, you know, people. Let me just say this: people are okay with taking your money. (laughs) People are okay with you getting giving them a donation, uh, a monetary donation, but then will call you selfish for not showing up. Now, don't get me wrong: there are some people out here that just don't do that. They just don't show up. They like, I, you know, they are selfish and they are thinking about themselves only and they won't show up. But for the people that always are including, are they always looking out for the people that are labeling, la- labeling them as selfish. And when they choose to choose themselves, it's like, no, you selfish. Well, how can you do that? When really it's just, a, I'm choosing me and it's okay to choose me. And I'm fine with choosing me, and you have to be fine with me choosing me, right? So you know, in in this particular situation, it's light. I wanted to share that story because you know, I know my mom didn't intentionally create a, a, a energy of you know she wanted to instill in me sharing and being you know, being a person that, that includes, you know, that understands that sharing what sharing is because I grew up as the only child. And like I said before, there are some children out here that don't know how to share and they grow up as adults and don't know how to share. They don't know how to give, they don't know how to be, um, you know, empathetic, sympathetic to some people that they need to help. They need to give something to. So, you know, I'm grateful for her teaching me that lesson, but I also think, that, um, it, I, like I said, I struggled with finding, um, what makes me happy. I was doing, you know, not being selfish makes you a person that tries to please everybody. It makes you a people pleaser in a sense, because you don't want anybody to feel left out. You don't want people to feel like you rubbed them the wrong way, or you didn't, you didn't care about them. So that was like kind of what I was in because I was just like, man, okay, I want this for myself, but And I don't want to give it to anybody else. And I think it's okay if they don't, they don't have it and they won't miss it. But, you know, if I don't, if they find out that I didn't give this thing to them, they're going to be upset. Like, you can't, you can't be, you can't be (laughs) You can't live your life like that, and I just at fourteen, I realized like dang I have a choice I didn't know I have a choice had a choice to be selfish. <laughs> I didn't know I had a choice, but at four at fifteen excuse me at fifteen, I realized because my grandmother was like i had they had choices, and so do I, and I think that is a beautiful thing, so i mean my healthy <laughs> my healthy relationship with being selfish it 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 has Gone to great lengths, and one experience thing that I had to experience recently was last year when me and my husband got married. Um, it was a lot of people were like really upset. A lot of people from my family were really upset that they weren't invited to the wedding, and it was just because they felt like I was being selfish and I wasn't including them, and all of that, which was true. I was being selfish because to me, the biggest thing for us was that we wanted people at our wedding that knew about our relationship that had invested into our relationship. that knew I didn't want, I come from a big family. I didn't want my cousins that I haven't seen in years to meet my husband at our wedding. Like, you know, or, you know, people, some, I had come from such a big family that it's cousins that my cousins, first cousins that I got that I haven't seen since I was a teenager. And I'm in my thirties. Like (laughs) that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time that has passed in our lives that we have not been included in that people, you know, we haven't been included in I don't know nothing about you. You don't know nothing about me. And it's not like we can't reconnect, but just life has taken its course. And, you know, it's been amazing things that are happening in your life that you haven't included or share with me. And it, has been amazing things in my life that I haven't included you in and haven't shared with you. So, you know, we all have our selfishness that we do and we all have moments in our life when we're only thinking about ourselves. We're only thinking about our own happiness and I think that's okay. It's a healthy balance. I feel like, but, um, so we got, I got married back home in St. Louis, Missouri, me and my husband. And that was the plan. The plan was for us to get married back home because that's why I wanted to get married. I've been on the East Coast for a long time. And I said, when we decide to get married, I want to get married back home in St. Louis because I don't, I very seldom do anything there. (laughs) Like, you know, I go home and I visit and I spend time with my family, but like big functions, like it's been, you know, my big birthdays. I didn't spend the spend there. You know, a lot of my big accomplishments have been in other places. So I wanted to go home and do get get married. So doing this wedding process, when we were like looking at the invitation, my mother was the hardcore of inclusion. She was just like, I think you shouldn't invite such and such. And I think you shouldn't invite this person and that person. And I kept on saying, no, these people can't come. They don't know my relationship. They don't know anything about my future husband. And I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to, Uh, have us reconnect on this level like why do we have to reconnect on this level it's been plenty of functions we could have reconnected on that my wedding is not gonna be the one and plus I'm not sponsoring anybody (laughs) that I haven't spoken to for many years and let them come and eat and drink for free we ain't doing it so a lot of my family members were upset that they weren't invited and It's so funny because my sister-in-law, shout out to her. One of my cousins was like, well, she was selfish for not inviting us to her wedding. She didn't even send us an invitation or whatever. And my sister-in-law, shout out to her, took my defense. She was like, well, you know, you guys don't even communicate with her so her deciding to not invite you it wasn't personal it was just she decided to put people in a room that she felt was gonna fill her and her spouse heart with joy people that they knew they they're connected to she was like you know you guys don't put your effort in even when she does put her effort and that you know at at the end of the day when you think about people labeling you as selfish as I said before it's more about you not doing something that they want you to do and you know when you come from a family especially family friends you know co-workers all of that but especially family um they expect you to Bend over backwards for them and then they can be selfish. You have some family members like that. Like I have family members that, like I said, for my wedding, they have functions all the time. I was not invited. Even when I was in town, I would throw a function and invite everybody and they will decide not to come. But then they wanted to come to my wedding. How selfish is that? That's selfish. You were thinking about yourself, not me. So, you know, my sister-in-law was basically expressing to them, like, you guys didn't put the best foot forward when she did put her best foot forward to kind of reconnect everybody. You know, we come from a big family. Everybody have their own individual lives. And we understand that. But when, you know, it's time to come together, everybody is like, oh, you know, they don't show up or they don't call or they don't um, reply to the RSVP. So that was the thing you did that for yourself that you were like, I'm not coming. And it was selfish of you not to RSVP or not to call, but you know, you don't hold. I don't hold that against them because everybody got their own lives. So, you know, when you think about in this particular situation, when I thought about it, I was like, my mom was like, I can't believe that you're not going to invite these people. And I said, I can't believe the reason why sometimes, you know, being having a healthy, selfish relationship with yourself and saying, you know, there these are just things that I'm just going to be selfish on for me, specifically when I was dating and I knew that I was so focused on my career and my life and what I wanted to do. I couldn't, I'm not going to give you no energy that I know I'm not going to be able to keep, you know, and I feel like it's okay to decide that I'm gonna choose me. And it's not no slight to you. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't want to be a part of what you got going on. But sometimes you got to choose yourself over everything because if you're not together, who the hell gonna be together? Who gonna pull you together if you're not together? And I feel like that is a healthy, having a healthy, selfish relationship. It's something that we all need. I'm not saying we already live in a selfish world. People can be very selfish in a negative way. But being selfish in a positive way means that I'm choosing my own joy. I'm going to choose what makes me happy. And sometimes that's going to ruffle some feathers. And I'm okay with the ruffle. Sometimes the feathers need to be ruffled because there's some people that's comfortable with the inclusion and the sharing and they don't, they selfish. They only take, take, take. They only, they only concerned about themselves and want you to give, give, give and, uh, you know, receive everything that you're giving It's some people foot feathers that need to be ruffled because you need, you need to be selfish in your life. Let's be honest. You know, my husband, um, and his brother haven't spoken in in some time. And my bro- my husband is one of those men and I love this about him. He is a giver. He loves his family. He loves every part of his family, the good, the bad, whatever has, you know, he comes he has siblings that are close to his age, which is a beautiful thing uh, unlike me who doesn't <laughs> have siblings close to my to my age. So I learned so much about character Building and character development, and the behavior of people close to me from my brother, from my husband, because he knows when you know family members act crazy. They they looking out for themselves. He just knows that type of stuff because he has siblings, and they all have different personalities. But his him and his brother haven't spoken in a while, and normally my husband when they get into disagreements because he is the older sibling he normally goes back and be like you know what bro let's just nip it in the bud but this particular time he decided to choose his joy because he always was the person that was being inclusion including sharing and apologizing and being get tripped into apologizing to his brother when he didn't even do anything wrong his brother was doing whatever he wanted to do wrong to him And he had to go to apologize. I've been in that situation myself where I had to apologize to someone and they did something wrong to me because I was taught to be to share, to be inclusive, to be empathetic, sympathetic and be the person to be the peacemaker. I couldn't say I'm not talking to that person because they did said things to me and people will be like no don't don't let that you you the bigger person sometimes you got to be the petty person in your spirit but my husband is has basically chose his own joy he ruffling he's ruffling his brother's feathers because his brother is used to him coming to apologize he ain't doing that he made the decision he was like you know I love him, but he's going to have to mature. He's going to have to get out of his own self and come and apologize to me because he's the person that did said things to me. And some people will say that's selfish. You know, people will say, well, you, you, the person that normally changes everything, putting it back on him, making it seem like he's the person that started the whole situation when he didn't. And my husband replies and says, I'm choosing myself, basically. I'm choosing that I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I have to keep doing this over and over and over. He needs to learn. So sometimes ruffling people feathers and choosing yourself is needed. People need to grow. It's so many people in our world, in our lives, in our circle that we just allow for them to be included and inclusion and share with them and not choose ourselves. And we choose them over us. And it's like, no, choose yourself and see how many people feathers get ruffled. See how many people start swinging in the air. See how many people start, um, you know, calling you different names than what they was calling you when you were talking to, when you were giving them everything that they need. Choose yourself, be selfish, have a selfish relationship with yourself, for a whole week, now nah, I ain't doing that. I don't, don't want to do that. I'm I, I'm in a space where I don't want to participate with that. And you make sure you communicate why you doing what you're doing. You know, make sure you do that so people can understand. Because for me, pertaining to my wedding with the invitation, I chose my joy because I don't. I didn't want to. You know, my family. We don't have no ill will, but some of us. It's some issues that we haven't unpacked. It's some things that we haven't discussed. And I didn't want to do that at my wedding. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have that conversation at my wedding. So I chose me. I was like, I'm choosing peace. I'm choosing joy. I'm choosing that, you know, I don't want to be, re- I don't want that energy around what I'm doing. And I'm not saying that they would have come with that energy, but it's like, I don't know you. You don't know me. That's the reason why you are not invited. You don't know My husband. We love one another. We don't talk. We don't communicate. How was I going to send you an invitation if I do? Because I don't know where you live it. So, you know, make sure you explain pe- to people why you're choosing not to do said thing, why you're choosing you. Um, Because I think that, you know, they can go back and say whatever narrative they, they want to say, but you your narrative is still going to be the same narrative regardless. So ruffling feathers, ruffle some, you know, choose yourself for... About a week, a couple of weeks and see how many feathers you ruffle. And see how many people get upset about the fact that you (laughs) chose yourself. (laughs) I just think it's so funny because, you know, it it makes you really just, it makes you just really realize that, you know, choosing you is going to bring you so much peace. I, I always want people in my life to understand how important they are to me but I also want to make sure that I'm realizing to myself that I'm important to me too and I can't continue to give people all of me you can't have all of me that John Legend song is great but no but but nobody needs all of you so guys just take some time for yourself try it out um, for a week, like I said, with selfishness and see how many feathers you ruffle. Guys, I hope you had a great time listening to this episode. It was so fun talking about having a healthy, selfish relationship. And uh, don't forget to come back next week. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, RageWorksNetwork.com, Apple Podcasts, um, where you can listen to all of our episodes and don't forget to follow me your host alexis a mccoy at alana fuss a l o n a f u s s on instagram twitter and tiktok guys have a great week and um don't forget slaying for you it's the best lifestyle to live have a good day bye